you are on the Game Trail Podcast. All right, guys, we're here with Tyler with Kudu Point Broadheads, and they're based out of Oregon, and they make broadheads, um, a lot of two blades, right there, Tyler? Yep, yep the two-blade single bevel broadheads is what we make, yeah. And how long have you guys been in business now at this point? Uh, Kudu Point started in late 2012. Um, you know, started kind of as a small deal, and this has been uh, – getting bigger and bigger and better every year, you know, getting a bigger fan base and uh, getting the name out there. And it's been, been pretty awesome. I've, uh, I've been at the company since 2014. So it came in a little bit later. I don't know. That's cool. What inspired the, for Kudu point to base actually get started? Uh, well, the, one of the owners, his name is Andy Evans. He, uh, he's a, a tool maker by trade. He makes some um, big tool making machines and he's a big archery guy. So, um, you know, he just, uh, kind of put the two and two together. He likes archery and he can make awesome things with metal. So it's kind of worked out for him, you know? Nice. Nice. So yeah. what made him, uh, end up doing like a two blade instead of the three blade or the four blade, um, the more traditional type broadheads, what are out there? Right, right. So uh, with the two blade, just because it's kind of where archery got its roots from, you know, like Indians use the two blade and it's just where archery started from. It's just a really, really effective uh, blade configuration. Then you add the single single bevel on top of that. Just it creates that spiral uh, wound channel as it passes through. And it's just a really effective, accurate and quiet flying style broadhead. And uh, it's been really uh, effective and it's picked up a lot of um, picked up a lot more popularity. Uh, definitely as the years have been going on. Right. Gotcha. So yeah, speaking of that, that single bevel, why is that something, is that something new or is it just because of that spiral motion? What allows it to get more penetration? What is the logic basically behind that single bevel? So with the single bevel, uh, as it's hitting and penetrating through, it's continuing to spiral making like a, you know, tornado style wound channel. So you get, just a more um, devastating wound channel rather than just a straight cut pass through. And then say you hit like a, a bone of some or something like that. It's as it's pressuring through, it's causing that bone to split wider open rather than just sticking straight in. It's just causing more of a, it's a devastating wound channel and breaking open more bone as it goes through. So it'll, it actually helps like separate that bone apart. So if you hit Correct. that shoulder right. blade or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly okay. that. So I, I've heard a little bit about those and on how it spirals. So if you're shooting and you're practicing, how hard is that actual arrow to pull out of your, your target or anything like that? Do you have to kind of unscrew it since it's corkscrewing in? Yeah. So if you try to pull it straight out, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to fight you. But luckily the backside of our blades are, are sharp also. So it'll kind of help pull its way out. But if you turn your arrow as you're pulling out, it'll, you can feel it turning like a spiral as it comes out, or you can just push it all the way through and, you know, go that way or unscrew your broadhead and then pull it back out, however you want to do it. But yeah, if you turn it as you're pulling it out, it, uh, it comes out pretty easy. Okay. Nice. How many animals have you actually shot so far with this broadhead? Um, I past few years, I haven't got to hunt a whole lot. Unfortunately, my wife's had some chronic health issues. Uh, I shot a buck last year at 56 yards, clean pass through, um, other than that, that's the only one I've actually had to sh- be able to shoot with my, with my uh, Kudu Point broadhead so far. Gotcha. So, yeah. Oh, I just lost my speaker. Darn it. Hold on, get away. Um, you guys also sell blunts or uh, field points, and if you look at them, they're right. kind of different from what you normally see. 
at yeah. some archery shops. Uh, why is that? Just to also, the shape of them, it kind of makes it an easier pull from your target because oh. it's bigger in the front and tapers down. So it's creating more of a hole for you as it's going through. So they don't stick as hard when you're trying to pull them out. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah we're checking right. those out. We're like, hey, those are a little bit different. And well, with you explaining that, it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We uh, started making those, I think, two seasons ago. And uh, not a lot of people know about them. So it's kind of cool to get the word out there. We've been trying to really push them. But um, yeah, they're great, and they're they're you know weight wise they're on point. You know, some other companies don't really take the time to weigh their heads out or their peel points out, so they might not get that exact hundred grain, hundred twenty five grain. You know, but we we really try to go out of our way to make sure all of our weights are on point. You know, they are what we say what they say they are. Yeah, oh, I think nice. that uh, a lot of bow hunters or even you guys to bow hunting don't get that correct. They change they put the field points or the broadheads on, not realizing that the grains changed and. Right, right, exactly. And a lot of guys don't nerd out that hard and weigh all their stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I just yeah. recently had uh, one of my arrows weighed with, uh, uh, what was it, 125 grain fill point. Because I'm kind of up in the air, you know, because I've been shooting 100 grain. So now I'm thinking, should I go to the 125? So I had a right. 125 fill point put on my arrow, and it came out to right at that 390. You yeah. know, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And they're like, dude, I would leave it right there. You know, you're, yeah, you're sure. right on, on the mark. Right. You know, so that kind of brings me to it. Like for hunting big game, what would you prefer in grains? Like the 100 grain, 125, and what else do you guys make? 150 grain? 150s, yeah. And then we also recently started making some um, weighted outserts to add on if you want a little more weight up front. Say if like your traditional guys, we've got 50 grain and 75 grain outserts too that your broadheads can screw um, into into your arrow insert also. But um, to answer your question, um, I shot 100 grains for a long time also. Um, but I recently jumped up to 125s two seasons ago uh, just to have that little extra hitting power at, at distance, you know, for elk especially because I hunt a lot of elk out here in Oregon. Um, and it's accuracy wise, I, I wouldn't say it's changed accuracy wise, but you can definitely see that power distance is where it really comes into play, you know, because I mean, twenty three yards, you're not going to notice that difference really. In right. my opinion. And see, that was the thing what I was asking the guys at the archery shop, you know, is what difference am I actually going to see? And they were telling me at a further distance is where you're going to see more of a change, yeah. not that up close, you know? Because I was shooting right, my yeah. 100 grain and then the 125, and I was stacking the arrow still, but, you know, that was 30 right. yards. Right, know? yeah. For the tree stand hunter, it's not going to make a big difference, really. I mean, it might a little bit, but, right. yeah, it's when you're shooting, you know, 50 yards, 40 yards in there, you're going to start seeing the better penetration, especially on bigger animals. Gotcha. Yeah, that's how we kind of yeah. came up and across you guys. You were recommended by, uh, I don't know if you know, Neil. Um, he owns Hit or Miss Archery down here in Albuquerque. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, I got you. Uh, he brought it up and was talking to Brian about, you know, you check out Cutie Point and he's been using them for the past, uh, uh, what, past, he's the one that have season? Or his whole past season and had awesome. tremendous success. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, he, uh, he loves it. He was telling me that he shot a, a broadhead target. It was like at 60 yards and he just saw that target kind of bounce a little bit and didn't see his arrow. So he yeah. shot another one. And same thing. So he went out there to check it and passed through that uh, fill point target, or not the, I mean, his uh, broadhead target, you know. And yeah. he's like, those things are amazing. He said that he'll never go back to a different broadhead. He That's just absolutely awesome. loves them. Yeah. So I was checking them out, you know, and I was like, oh man, these things are, they're cool. And I, and I've noticed, 
that it's all fixed. The blade is fixed to the ferrule. So right. why did you guys go that route instead of having interchangeable blades or, you know, replacement blades? Right. So we, uh, we wanted to go all stainless steel. You know, it's made from basically the same type of steel like a pocket knife is. So, you know, you shoot it for a few seasons and it gets a little dinged up. You can sharpen that blade and get it, you know, pretty close to factory. I mean, out of the box, they're razor sharp. I mean, getting that uh, sharpness is pretty tough, but it is, it is it is achievable for sure. But, you know, when you start adding, you know, two different types of metals, that's when you start getting weak points. You start adding screws in there, you're going to get weak points. And so we wanted to make a broadhead that's not going to, you know, blow up or explode when you hit an elk shoulder on accident. Because it's going to happen. You're not always oh, yeah. going to perfect. So yeah. having that solid steel strength is is what we were trying to achieve. And we feel we've done a pretty good job with that. Oh, yeah. They're they're nice, man. These good, these blades, if you guys haven't seen them, definitely check them out. Uh, what is it? Kudu Point? USA or is it just Kudu Point Broadheads? Uh, the website is just kudupoint.com, but it's Kudu Point Broadheads is what we're going by. It was Kudu Point USA for a while, but then when I came in and started kind of um, helping out with marketing and stuff, I brought up the fact that it was, if it's Kudu Point USA, you're not really saying what your your business is. You know, they have to kind of dig deeper into finding out you're making broadheads. So if it's Kudu Point Broadheads, it you know it is what it is. You can tell by the name. Yeah, yeah. clear day right there. Right. And for right. those that are listening, if they want to follow along and kind of check uh, Kudu Point out um, on Instagram. They're under Kudu Point underscore Broadheads. And Tyler, yeah, yeah. are you guys on any other social media besides Instagram? Uh, yeah, we're on uh, Facebook also. Then I recently just started us up on the Go Wild app. It's kind of a new uh, app that's kind of blowing up right now, so I started us up on that also. Cool. And yeah. the, we have a YouTube channel also. It's got a few videos on there. We're starting to create more content on there. We actually have a, a sharpening video I put up on there. And just a couple like you know field point to broadhead comparison shots here and there. So got, got a few videos up, but a lot more coming on the way this for this season. For nice sure. is that under uh, Kudu Point also to yeah. find it. Okay, yeah. And I think it's cool. You, yeah, it's cool that you brought that up um, about being able to sharpen the blade back up because I think you know in the whole bow hunting realm, it starts getting a little expensive when you start flinging arrows. And for uh, sure, right. it's nice that you can sharpen them up again because I you know right. I've been a traditionalist when it comes to like three blades and when you shoot one of yeah. those it's pretty much a done deal after that point when you sh- if you miss and right yeah it's pretty much a hit <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah so, so yeah. when uh when somebody if they purchase how many uh broadheads do they get in a package so in a package you get a set of three um and then we recently came out with a new, a new carrying case i actually have one behind me but it's uh you get uh two half shells and you can have like a six pack at that point but you know you get two three packs you get the six pack carrying case to go with it oh nice so that yeah that always helps i have that little because i have my little archery box you know and i just kind of throw my broadheads what i use up on the top so they're separated from everything else right. but they're not protected you know so they're bouncing right. around banging on each other and stuff get, like that getting get nicks in them and stuff right yeah exactly and yeah by the time you get to your hunting spot, you open up the broadheads and they're all tossed all over the place. Yeah, it's a disaster <laughs> yeah. in there. It's- yeah. So on on your guys' broadheads, how hard is it to actually tune your arrow with that broadhead? Do you have to do any adjustments or is it just screw it on and you should be good to go? You know, nine and, nine and a half times out of ten, you're going to be able to, to screw them on them and go for it. Um, you know, we, we really tried to make them as on point as possible with weight and setup. So, I mean, as long as your arrow is tuned to your bow, like it's supposed to be, you're going to have no issues. But 
you know, you there is that case where someone's setup might not be exactly on point, and they might need to do a little tweaking here and there, maybe some just you know knock tuning or doing a little like walk back shooting and something like that. But for the most part, you're going to be on point, and uh, that's something we really try to pride ourselves on with that. That's good, yeah, because there's there's so many broadheads out there on the market nowadays. You know, I've I've had my run in with certain broadheads, and I had a, a heck of a time just sitting there trying to tune that broadhead right. to that arrow and having to get the rubber grommets on there you tighten right. it down too tight and it wobbles so it's barely even on there in order to make it fly right and i'm like dude i'm gonna pull it out of my quiver and the broadhead's gonna be too loose no and doubt it's frustrating yeah it's sure. very frustrating and it, it's scary you know and i used to shoot uh a three blade and then i went to a four blade broadhead and they're all fixed you know i, right. I stay away from the mechanical and then when i got turned on to these when i saw them not too long ago it's just sparked my interest you know and it's something awesome. what i definitely want to try hopefully i draw this year you know to be able to try these broadheads yeah you know? absolutely right because you know we got the elk we got the deer you know we plan on doing turkey this year with our with our bows also so that's awesome. all things what i want to try with this new broadhead you know i would definitely sure. uh, get one in because i've had i've shot a one turkey once with a what was it was it a four blade i can't remember uh, it may have been but Man, it just hits and it stops right in that bird. I mean, right? you're yeah. like, what the heck? A little, a little critter like that, you shouldn't be stopping. You should be smoking right through the whole thing. <laughs> it, you, exactly. And this bird was close, man. And it just hit. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And the bird takes off. I had to go track him down, find him again, and put another arrow in him. You right. know? And I just I wasn't happy. And I had one incident on a on an elk with the older broadheads. And I was like, yeah, man, I need to make a change. So... I finally yeah. did, you know, and I went to a different fix and had great success with it. It's a great broadhead, but like your guys, it's just, it's something new. I've right. been hearing great stories. A lot of guys at the archery shop, they, uh, they use them and they've heard good stories about it. So I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I gotta, I gotta try it. So awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate Definitely giving us a shot, and we really hope for your success. But. Yeah, I hope so. And I, and I think a lot of guys, me personally, I like that you guys are, Maybe not local to New Mexico, but local is in it's in the U.S. The U.S. brand, right? You guys are right. a local shop, not this a big box store that manufactures yeah. these things overseas or something. So it's pretty cool that you're right. within the U.S. You know, support a yeah, local. Yeah, all, all of our stuff's made right in our shop down in down in Corvallis. Everything's made right there in the shop. Nice. Do, uh, we do have a lot of people that listen from out of the country. You guys, obviously, online you could buy it from. Anywhere in the world, pretty much, right? I'm yep, assuming. Pretty much, yeah. Um, we've got customers over in France and Australia, and you get orders from all over the place. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we're starting to learn. There's a lot. I mean, I'm sure you're starting to learn too by going to these shows. There's a lot of hunters like in Australia, New Zealand. Tons, right? It's cool yeah, it's that there's awesome. this bigger hunting worldwide community versus just the U.S. <laughs> Obviously, we're probably yeah, a bigger market, cool. right? But, For um, sure, it's awesome. Uh, have you had a chance to hunt? And I said you had been limited on hunting lately, but um, Roosevelt and Rocky Mountain, because I know you guys have them both in the state, right? You got the Rockies on the east side yeah. and the Rosies on the we west We got coast. Rockies over on the east side, yeah, a lot more over there. Um, I don't get a chance to make it over east a whole lot. Uh, I've hunted Rockies up in Montana where my dad used to live, so I've had the chance to get after him a little bit, yeah. Because people always picture out west, like, I mean, out west, I'm talking like, uh, Arizona and probably Colorado think of rosies as being a smaller elk, but in reality, they're not. They're 
they're just as big bodied wise. They may not have the rack, so to speak, but they have the body. Right. Yeah, there, it's pretty so. much the opposite, actually, what people think. Like our, the Roosevelt bodies are tend to be a lot bigger than Rocky Mountain bodies. They're massive and just huge creatures, man. But yeah, the racks, you're not going to get those big Rocky racks. I mean, so if you're looking for the more of the trophy style, you know, I mean, we're not trophy hunters. I'm not saying that, but yeah. you're looking to get bigger racks and get the bigger score. Yeah, you're going to want to go for Rockies. But if you're trying to like pack your freezer and then some, Roosevelt's are where it's at. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cool. I was watching, uh, you watch a lot of hunts out there on the West Coast, and they definitely have some cool colors on, on the Roosevelt when they start to rub, because right. they rub a lot of different types of trees versus, you know, the yeah. Rockies do, you know. Yeah, I love this, the dark chocolate ones. Those are my favorite. When I see yeah. a dark chocolate and rosy, it's just, that's that's my jam right there. They're awesome. Yeah, we see ones that are, uh, what are they covered in? They almost look like they're pur- not purple, but... I don't know what they're rubbing, uh, what the name of the tree is. They're rubbing something else out there that caused them to get like a like a brown-purple hinge to it, too, I've noticed. Right, yeah, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is they rub on, but yeah, it's super cool looking. Yeah. When you hunt out, I guess out in Oregon, you got pretty much everything that we have. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys, you know, on Instagram it shows that guys are shooting some exotics out there, like in Africa and stuff like that. Have, it, have you heard pretty good success from these guys with, this, with these double blades? Yeah, absolutely. We've had uh, quite a few, um, you know, big game safari guys go over and take wildebeest and you know water buffalo and all sorts of big crazy things, and they've had no issues at all. They just you know kind of build their arrow accordingly, and um, it's been great for them. They've had no problems. With that being said, do you prefer to to kind of weight down your arrow with that two blade? You know, you know, uh, there's a trend to that now, to where you're starting to weight down is, the arrow. Yeah. Right. The heavier FOC is definitely becoming a thing. Um, people are kind of paying more attention to it than they used to, you know? Yeah. I think uh, previously, there, a lot of people watched hunting shows, and you get these tree stand hunters that, sh- you know, shoot light arrows with a 100-grain head, and that's kind of the norm, you know, because those guys don't need that extra weight. But, you know, in reality, like we talked about earlier, when you're shooting bigger creatures out at distance, having that extra weight's coming in handy. And this this year is probably the heaviest arrow I've ever I've ever made. I this year I'm shooting a 510 grain total um, Black Eagle Rampage, and um, it hits hard, man. Like shooting out distance, it you can hear it hitting. It's awesome. <laughs> what, what poundage are you using to launch yeah. those around? What's that? What poundage is your bow at to fling those around? Are you uh, 74? 74. Okay. 40. Yeah, yeah I'm shooting a, a Bowtech Realm X right now this year. Nice. Yeah, I think my bow. I have the the Hoyt and. I'm shooting, I want to say I had them set it up about, it's at, right at the like 64 pounds. And yeah. I mean, it shoots great. I could get out there and I still get good penetration with that arrow, you know, just kind of judging on the, on the targets and stuff like that, you know, cause I have some of the targets like with my wife, she'll shoot, you know, and her arrow just hits and bounce off, you know, and I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, babe, yeah. you have, you don't have the pounds behind your bow, you know, right. but she's still learning, you know, I just got it for her last year, but awesome. she good. goes out there and man, she could i'll shoot me sometimes i'm like what the heck you know (laughs) i was like that's not cool but everybody in the in my wife's family you know we're all we go out there to my in-laws and they have a nice range set up you know and we just sit there we'll actually do little competitions between each other you know yeah that's super shoot yeah it's it's fun so where are you you gonna say no nothing (laughs) (laughs) it looked like eric was about to say no i was like can i i'm still always Curious about the Roosevelt. Is it hard to? Are there draw units for Roosevelt, or is there pretty much over uh, the counter? It's pretty much over the counter. We have draw units, but I mean, 
that all that really does is kind of separates um, just like how many hunters can be in a certain spot at you know certain times. But for the most part, you can hunt the entire state over the counter. Wow, nice. What is awesome? Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what does it cost for like a non-resident? Just in case we decide to go out there, do you know by <laughs> the top of the head? Or? I think I want to say if like total for like your hunting license and just like a an elk tag, you're looking at like eight nine hundred bucks. I want to say. Oh, okay. That's, that's about pretty much about what it is down yeah, here. Yeah, it's like the going rate. Yeah. I think, in the west, and then you know, like a, a deer tag is like two hundred bucks. So you, you don't get like the combo like you do in some states. I know you can do that, but yeah. you have to buy each individual. Like bear tags here are like fourteen bucks for out of state. So I mean, if you want to come shoot a bear here, that's super oh. cheap. Oh heck yeah, that's cheaper than our <laughs> state. Fourteen bucks, dude, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Like fourteen or sixteen bucks. It's super cheap to shoot bears. Wow, oh. yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, what, I, here's probably I'm just guessing it's probably like forty bucks. Yeah, well, it's, really? it's forty for the resident, so I want to probably yeah. double for a non-resident. Yeah, and it's over the counter for the most part. There might be like two units that are draw here, but really? you can hunt in September. And you, you guys don't do a point system, right? Oh, uh, we have a point system. Is also a point yet. system? Okay, I wasn't sure. I have. Is it hard with the point system? Uh, not really. No, I mean no. just you know putting it to points and just waiting your time out. I mean just time, you know, sensitive wise. Yeah, you guys all, everybody has those top units, what everybody really applies for. Right, yeah. There's a handful of units that are really coveted that people go nuts about. Like, like Mount Emily's one here that everyone always puts in for. Gotcha. What does it take to draw that, like, point-wise? Uh, I can't remember. It's quite a few points, though. Yeah, yeah. and then we have um, mountain goats and rams here, too, that are once-in-a-lifetime tags you can put in for. Like, if you get it, you're done for your lifetime yeah. on those. Yeah, so right. we are here. You get a... A ram hunt and you're done. <laughs> yeah, That's it. Yeah. yeah. Count my days, and it's going to happen one of these days. Yeah. Right. Here yeah, it's right. a random draw. So, yeah. Um, there's here. no point system. It's just a lottery. So, you put in until yeah. you, yeah, yeah, you get tired of putting thing, in. Bad thing here with our rams, you know, I mean, we have a lot of them, but yeah. the units will have them. They will give you only like three, four tags. And that's oh, it. Really? And you're yeah. like, yeah. dude, there's so many out there. You guys could do a lot more. But they won't, yeah. you know. They really right. control it. Yeah, it's the same here. Like, there's like I had like a dozen units that have rams or, or mountain goats, and they give out like I think the biggest is like three tags for this one unit versus just one and two for like the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I, did, I noticed that there was a uh, on your Instagram. Someone used your right hand. Actually, very lucky man shot a an ibex down here in the Florida mountains. And I, uh, think so yeah, odds, I think we have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the odds of shooting one with your bow are like less than like two, 3%. Which yeah. Is pretty amazing. IPX is next level. Like shooting that with the bow is very impressive. Yeah. 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 That's one of my goals. I definitely want to try and do that one of these days. I, I was going to apply this year, but you know, it's just the finances weren't there. So I'm going to have to wait and hopefully next year I'll be able to try it. But I definitely want to try it with a bow. I think it would just right. be that opportunity and it's just a goal in life and you're just like i i conquered it you know i did it no doubt. you know for sure freaking it'll be awesome and for yeah, those that be- are wondering uh, there's even on one on your instagram where a guy from new mexico because we have the oryx as well yeah uh, a guy took one down with an oryx and oryx are pretty tough animals because their vitals are located a little bit further down they're they're not in your normal spot like on a big game animal if you look it up they're actually located more behind their like shoulder blades and uh it's an odd animal but yeah there's a pretty nice one da- someone shot with your blade and it's got a nice 
Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, we actually had a guy, I think, two, two or three seasons ago, shot a, a Oregon world record um, archery ram with Cuda points. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think since then, it's someone else has shot one bigger, but at the time, it was the Oregon world record for Oregon, Oregon record, not world record. For Oregon, yeah. Rams. Yeah. Nice. Do you think these, uh, the two blade are going to get really recognized in the archery field and kind of surpass some of these other broadheads? You know, I, I think so. I think people are seeing the benefits of the two blade and the strength of them. And I mean, if you look at the market now, they're starting to become more popular for sure. There's more brands popping up with their own version of some sort of the two blade. So I definitely see it trending for a while, maybe not forever, but definitely in the next few seasons, I think um, it's going to pick up. Nice. Wait, and, go ahead. I was just going to say it's, it's kind of like on a lot of aspects, you know, things are starting to go back to how they were in the beginning of time. I mean, for sure. Two blades, that's what they used to use. They used to handcraft, you know, out of obsidian and stuff like that and make that yeah. two blade, you know, and now we're kind of going back into that and you're like, well, yeah, why not? You know, and it was just like Absolutely. the weight of an arrow compared to the speed. Now everybody's going back to the weight of the arrow, you know, instead of going right. for the speed. Exactly. Yeah, it's reverting back to, you know, and, and traditional archery starting to get way more popular too. Yeah, it is starting to get more popular. I know that's one thing I am not good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not good at that at all. I'm, I'm barely even good at shooting a compound bow, let alone traditional. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking, we are, the way the draws work, you know, I don't know if I want to take a trad bow out uh, on a draw where I haven't drawn, say, elk in four years and take that no, kind no. of risk, you know. You get that one shot, and who knows how long, and you're out there with your trad bow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I got to hunt every year, like back east, I think I would probably use a traditional bow. But um, Yeah, no doubt. If you're in a draws. super you know, easy place to come across animals and get a tag every year, why not? Yeah, right? yeah why yeah. not? <laughs> so uh, let's touch base a little bit on your, your warranty of the broadheads. I know you, it says something about a, like a lifetime material and workmanship. What does that basically entail? Yeah, so if you if you get like your broadhead and it's um, got like a little bit of a wobble to it, or you got any anything that you didn't do to it yourself, like if you shoot it into a pile of rocks, you know that's on you. I mean, we can't really do much. We could you know maybe hook you up with a, a discount on some new ones or something like that. We could work something out. But if it's if it's defective some way, we will replace it for you, no problem. Nice, and you could go through the retailer or you guys directly. Um, probably me probably could go to the retailer they'd probably help you out but i mean just contact um you know us on social media or uh give the shop a call and we'll, we'll work it out or get a hold of me and on social medias and i'll help get you in the right direction nice okay that's perfect so that's always good to have i mean a lot of a lot of broadheads and stuff like that it there is no warranty you know and i saw that i was like yeah Man, that's that's pretty cool yeah, I mean, if you go down to Cabela's and buy a you know package of X named broadheads and it comes out defective, you might you know have to just take it on that one. I mean, Cabela's might exchange it for you or wherever, but um, you know it's more difficult for sure. Yeah, yeah we're well, out there looking it, out for you know. Right. Yeah, I think but, it says something about a, a or a brand or your guys' brand, especially you know the other companies you see that put that kind of warranty on their product. That it, to me, it says that they're pretty confident in their product and shouldn't have a problem with it. Like I said, if if you hit some rocks, that's on you, but um, uh, that should yeah. be the only problem you have. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. 
Which I haven't hit rocks yet, but I have missed and hit some dirt and screwed some arrows up. Yeah, hit a tree. Yeah, <laughs> a tree. Yeah, a I'd, tree. I'd like to admit for sure. Yeah, no one wants to admit it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually. I tried uh, lighted knocks for the first time this year because they just became legal last year in Oregon. So oh. I'm hoping if I lose some arrows, I'll be a little bit easier to find them now with some lighted knocks. Right, right. I've uh, I've had one lighted knock. Uh, Eric purchased some and he gave us all one, and. I was able to, sh- I shot my uh, buck, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. And when I snapped it on, I pushed my arrow it, too it, far on, so it's... Ignite, it yeah. started right away. It's so it was flashing before flashing, you had the shot. You know, and I draw back, and you have this flashing right there in my eyes, and I was like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> but I was I just shot, and it just zipped right through that buck, and you're like, dude, what, what happened? He's like, oh, man, that was awesome. And that buck just ran off like 30 yards and dropped over, but... You, the arrow is just sitting there and it's just flashing, you know? And I was like, dude, that's, that's freaking, you, was, you don't have to look for your arrow, you know? You can that's see awesome. <laughs> and yeah. I watched this with my binos from like 10 yards away. I don't know why, it didn't need the binos, but I wanted to see it actually hit the deer like close up. So I'm watching this with right. my binos. It just went on. But that's awesome. Same thing happened to me. I knocked it on too hard. And when I did that same thing, it starts flashing my my face and... Yeah, I just got to be careful when you put them on. At least the brand that we, I can't remember what brand we bought, but there's yeah. only like, what, two or three brands. But the one we use, if you knock it too hard, they're already, they're started. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, the ones I got, they, they turn off and on really easy. Like, as soon as, you know, you knock it, and then as soon as you shoot, it clicks on. And then when you want to turn it off, you just pull it back a little bit, and it clicks off. You don't have, like, have a special tool or anything, which is nice. Oh, so, yeah, because the ones we were using, that you had to have that little tiny tool or something kind of stick right. it in this tiny little, yeah, hole that little switch and move that yeah. switch back and it was it was kind of a pain in the butt you know yeah. right and my the ones that i bought were there were the like they flashed two colors like i think it was like a red and green hmm. and hindsight That's- now i think i would have stuck with this a solid color not even flashing just a lighted lunar knock you know solid color i think it'd be right. a lot better i think i think you'd find it quicker and yeah his shot was 10 yards away it wasn't like we were looking real hard to find an arrow after a ten yard shot. Yeah, mine we never found the back because it snapped in my deer. Right, and we never found the back end. Only the it snapped the arrow, so we only had the front end of the arrow. Yeah, it was funny on that that buck. We're walking up this trail, and I was telling Eric, I was kind of looking out in the hillside. I was like, "Oh yeah, the other day this is where I saw this deer, and they're hanging there." And I look, and I was like, "Dude, what's wrong with you?" And he's like, "There's a buck right there." And I'm looking, I'm like, "Where?" And it was literally standing right in front of us. You know, That's it was just funny. like, it was like deer in headlights, you know, it was just yeah, sure. solid. Yeah, I think right you're there. both in headlights. We're like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, crap. I was, I was, so I just knocked that arrow, you know, and just drew back and shot it. It was so close, you know, you're like, holy crap. And he never spooked off or anything. We were just shocked, you know. We yeah. caught each other by surprise and it was right there. That's was, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool, too. Do you guys, um, you guys have mule deer, but you also have the blacktails too, right? Down in the coastal area? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, out here where I'm at, it's just pretty much all blacktail over here. The, okay. the more you work your way east, yeah, there's a lot of muleys over there. Is there a whitetail or is it just the, the blacktail? And there's the... there's some places that have whitetail over in that area too. It's kind of kind of mixed up, but yeah. um, mostly blacktail for sure over where I'm at. I'm like 30 minutes from the beach where I live. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> <That'd be> nice. <laughs> yeah. We're like yeah. 800 miles away from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the retailers, how can people find out on who's a re- retailer? Do you guys have that on your online yeah, we do. We have a, a dealer map on our site. You can just get on there and um, 
it's got an interactive map. You can look around the whole whole country and see if there's anywhere in your in your area. And I mean, if you if you have an archery shop in your area and we aren't there, we'd love to have you um, you know let us know and we could reach out to them. We're trying to really grow our dealer base and get the word out there. We uh, you know Oregon, Washington, we're pretty we're pretty locked in here. We have a lot of dealers, but like the Midwest and that's a, there's a huge gap in that area. We really start filling, and even in like Wyoming and Utah, we have no dealers there yet. We'd like to get some dealers over there. Um, but yeah, the Midwest we definitely like to get in there just because that, that's uh, mechanical country, you know, it's hard to kind of break in to those people, but right. we're working on it. Yeah. I, I think with some okay, perfect more exposure, I think, I think those guys back East, of course I haven't hunted back East, but um, I think they'll be, I think it'll be something that they'll, they'll like, you know, I think the mechanicals and as we were talking before, it, it went from two blades. It went to all these, con, you know, three blades, four blades, and then are curving blades. And right. it got to the point where I think they were not effective at all. And right. now the pendulum certain like I said, we were talking earlier, starting to swing towards that simple might be better, you know, or sure. it's starting to look like it is better, you know, yeah. overthinking something that doesn't need to be overthought. Yes. It's yes. pretty straightforward, you know? Yeah. Ryan, Re- Ryan, what do they say? Ryan, Ryan reason. <laughs> right. Ryan right. reinvent the wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I can say as a tongue twister. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> and I, yeah. And I think it's cool too, like you can, re-sharpen them up because you can practice with them sharpen them up and you're ready to rock and roll which is really yeah, cool absolutely. do you guys sell any type of practice point or no uh not not for like actual broadheads look like shape or nothing like that right. no just just field points and broadheads okay because yeah. i know some of the like broadheads they come with those those practice points you know what i mean they have that yeah i don't know what it is it's just basically the shape of one but it doesn't have the sharp edge i've right. never used the practice broadheads you know, I just yeah, I can't really see like a, a I, mean, I guess I can see a benefit to it, but it's just kind of silly, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah. And if me, I'm the type of guy I kill something with that arrow, the broadhead, the whole entire thing is retired. I don't. Yeah, that's how I am too. I don't. I'm not going to use that one again. There's some people that will. We've actually quite a few people shoot the same broadhead and arrow into multiple animals in a season. That's awesome, you wow. know. But um, yeah, me personally, I'm you know once that goes through, it's it's done for me. Yeah, yeah, me yeah it's, it's, it's kind a, of a nostalgic a, thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this it's is an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Um, is Oregon? Are you guys already put in for the draws over there? Or are they? I don't keep track of the yeah, draws over there. Yeah, so uh, uh, they put we put in, we put in for their spring tag, their spring tags, you know, their turkey and their bear tags. Um, so those already weren't released, but they'll release the rest of the tag information like summertime. But yeah, everyone's starting to put in and, you know, cross their fingers and get it all going. Yep. That's us, man. Our deadline is Wednesday, the 20th. Right on. And then, nice. uh, we'll find out what in June. Yeah. I think it's what ours is. Or is it sooner or May? I think, I think it's, it's May. May. We find right out, on. but yeah. our turkey season opens up April 15th. So we're looking forward to that. Right on. Eric's already, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Eric's already been out and kind of located uh, an area where a lot of turkeys been hanging out. And we've seen them there years before. We've always go in there, but we never have a turkey tag. No. They're so, going really? there for sheds. Yeah. And yeah, that's a shed area. Like, for something, but it's like the one time you see animals there. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> I was so, just yeah. out there like a month ago. I was checking a game camera back in there. You know, it's more of like a shed camera. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to see if they're dropping on the way up or on the way down you know right. if they still packing up i need to go higher up or whatever and i went back there to go check and 
he hit me up saying, Hey, are those turkeys still back there? And as soon as I, I wasn't even 20 yards off the road and busted up a flock or what do they call them? Of oh yeah. Turkey. There must've been yeah. 50 of them. The exact same spot every year. <laughs> we always say we're going to get a tag and we never do. I know. <laughs> and that's the thing. We go up there to go shed hunting. So we don't want to be carrying around a shotgun. bow or a shotgun, you know, while we're looking for sheds, but I no told him, I was like, this year, man, it's, we're going in there. We're going to kill a turkey. Then we'll go back to the truck, drop all this stuff, and then we'll go shed hunt. There you, <laughs> you know? go. Solid plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, it sounds you know? solid. <laughs> it never yeah. goes that way, though. You're right. You'll see a turkey in and carry a shotgun around and line up shooting a turkey on the way back or something. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Right on. Yeah, our spring season starts April 1st. Um, I didn't put in for any spring tags this year because I actually got to have sol- shoulder surgery next month. No. I- yeah, I tore my rotator cuff, my labrum, and my right shoulder. So I'm hoping just to get that out of the way and be back for elk season. Yeah. Hopefully, fast recovery, man. Yeah. Yeah. The best yeah, for you. Yeah, if it's a bummer. Yeah, it is what it is, though. Right. Yeah, it happens. If, yeah. if not, I'll be out there calling for somebody. I'll be out in the woods doing something, even if I can't hunt, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that's how we are. If we don't draw, we already have plans with friends and everybody else who put in separate. We're like, all right, if we don't draw, man, I'll go with you and help you out and yeah. try and call them in, do whatever, you know, just so we're able to get out into the, into the mountains, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of lucky here. We have a lot of the, the big landowners get landowner tax for uh-huh. elk and antelope. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as those draw results come out, we start getting on the phone and try to find some tags that are available for a reasonable price. And hopefully we can grab them before someone else does. It's like right a, on. a race, but um, yeah, yeah, we can turn up something. Yeah. If we have to, or if we need to, that's awesome. <laughs> which is that's a awesome. nice option here. Uh, yeah, that's way. Yeah, yeah. We have land landowner tags here too, but I don't know how transferable they are. I, I know, like after like forty acres, you get like two tags, and eighty acres, it's X amount of tags. But I'm like, I don't know if you can really transfer them over. Oh, I never, I've never actually tried here to do that. Huh. Yeah, it, it's weird how that all works in different states. Like here, yeah, in Arizona, I don't think they can even. I don't think they get landowner tags right mm-hmm. for like elk or anything. I don't and think in, so. In but Colorado, they don't, <laughs> but they give you like a trespassing fee. Like you want to hunt out here, but it's going to cost you, you know, a amount of money to hunt on my property. So it's like a trespasser right. fee. It is a voucher. Yeah. Here it's a voucher. You know, and then you yeah, some of the uh, logging companies do that here in Oregon because a lot of there's a lot of logging land on the coast, and um, they'll they'll do that. You, you'll pay a couple hundred bucks to go hunt that area. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That's not bad couple hundred bucks compared to down here when they charge a couple thousand. Oh, yeah, jeez. You know. Elk yeah. Years, it can get really <laughs> insane when it comes really? to... Oh, yeah, you're talking... Geez, on reservations, they'll get up into the $30,000 range. Holy cow, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, For can you imagine dude, just going out, paying that much money, just killing elk? Yeah. That's bomb. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, couldn't I can literally go 30 minutes from my house and, like, find a herd right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> on public land. I know. I think it, I'd rather put him for a cow tag versus, you know, having to hunt a bull for that kind of... I mean, that's just yeah. that some of the spots, they're not all that. It depends on where you go. If you look hard, you can find a reasonable priced tag. But yeah, some yeah. of the, you know, the real, I would call them the go-to areas that are private land. Yeah, you're going to pay a big price. The Vermejo yeah. Ranch, the, what's his name that owns it? Ted um, Turner. Ted Turner. He owns mm-hmm. a big ranch out here, or two big ranches in... Yeah, his prices for elk tags are insane on really? his property. Oh yeah, they're I think they're like twenty five to thirty thousand. 
to wow. hunt the Bermejo Park. But man, you you can shoot yourself a a huge bull. Oh, you'll shoot yourself a nice bull, but <laughs> you know, but you're paying for it. It's you're for the elite. For yeah. yeah, you're paying for it. It's for the elite for sure. That's crazy. But, well, cool, Tyler. We'll uh, wrap this one up and uh, want to say thanks for letting us talk with you and and hope everyone checks you guys out. Um, and that'll be it for now. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity, you know, and um, help helping spread the word, getting us out there. And uh, yeah, good luck to you guys this year. Hope, hope it all works out and you can get some uh, some critters down, man. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> yeah, once again, you guys uh, check them out under uh, Kudu Broadheads on yep. uh, all social media platforms, even YouTube. They got some videos on there, so make sure you guys go over there and check them out. Right on, then. Thank you. Our trail camera, you know where. No doubt, One right? of these you, days. He was real. He'd get caught on a camera yes, somewhere. Yes, he would There's get caught on a camera. I know. You know, like, dude, that, and it's not going to be a blurry picture. No. You no. Know, it better <laughs> not be it a might picture. Be. It might be because he might just be a big blur. Big blurry monster know? running around out there. <laughs> Sprinting through the woods everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. he runs everywhere he goes. So those, uh, those elk, sorry to keep you, man, but uh, oh, are, worries, did man. you harvest those, all that? Those are all your kills? This this wall is actually all my dad. Um, my dad actually passed away in August, so that's another reason why I didn't get out to hunt a lot last year. And um, hear uh, I went up there with my, with my brothers and kind of went through all of the stuff. I'm like, I got dibs on all dad's trophies, man. So uh, <laughs> I put this wall together just you know, just to honor my dad because he's the one who got me into hunting in the outdoors and stuff. That's cool, cool. man. Cool. Those are, those yep. are awesome. Those are some nice ones for sure. Is that a buck right behind you? Yeah, it's a muley there. Yeah. Hey, that is hey, a big that's a toad. Yeah, yeah. He's my pops is no joke, man. He's definitely spent a lot of time out in the woods and he yeah. got some pretty cool ones. Like one of my favorites though, he had this white tail that he shot and it had like got tangled up in some Christmas lights. And so oh. when my dad his Euro mount, he left the lights on just for like, you know, a fun little conversation piece. <laughs> right. Heck yeah, that's that's, well, yeah, that's part of the story. I've seen pictures on Instagram, you know, uh, with yeah. the bob wire, some with the right. basketball in their antlers and stuff like that, you know, and the Christmas lights, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Tyler, it was nice talking to you. You guys have a good day. Yeah, you too, easy, man. All right, All right man. Guys, take cool. care. We'll see you later.